Well, babe, you're officially a mom. And you're officially a dad. <laughs> so my wife, Angela, is definitely my favorite blogger, YouTuber extraordinaire, and she's a pretty amazing wife, I must add. And my guess is that a lot of you have seen my husband, Matt, on TV or in the movies, Wyatt from Timeless, Liam from 90210, anyone? How about Chicago from Pitch Perfect 3? I mean, he's bringing the sexy. All right, all right. So if you guys didn't know, Angela and I created a podcast called Hello Bump to chronicle our journey as expecting first-time parents. We really just started it for something for us to look back on, but we ended up really loving our weekly chats. Yeah, so much that we couldn't stop there. I mean, now is the fun part, right? Now is the payoff for the nine months of pregnancy. Now is where our life begins. And we have a brand new beautiful baby girl, and we're so in love. <laughs> we want you guys to come on this new journey with us of figuring out, frankly, how to raise this little thing. We know it's going to be tough at times, but we also know that the rewards are great. Yeah, we're going to be chatting week to week about the joys and the struggles of learning how to do this parenting thing. And I'm pretty sure we'll mess up a lot. But from every mistake comes a lesson that hopefully we can pass on to you. So join us on this wild ride as we undertake our newest challenge, parenthood. Hello, Hello baby. baby. Hey, Angela. Hey, Matt. <laughs> it sounds weird. I never call you Matt. I always call you Lanter. I call you Angela quite a bit, actually. That's pretty much all you call me, Angela or Babe. Yeah. Should I have another nickname for you? I mean, so you call me Ange sometimes. Yeah, occasionally. I mean, pretty much everybody in my life calls me Ange. People call you Tangela. No one calls me Tangelo. No. My nicknames are Minnie Mouse. Your dad calls you Tangelo. What are you talking about? He calls me Angelo, not Tangelo. Oh, is it Tangela? Someone calls you Tang. That was like, that was Kevin like years ago, our, my friend's husband. Why is that? Because I used to work at a tanning salon and I was always really tan. Yeah, shout out to Dark Zone in Canton, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. I never worked in Canton. What? No. You're from Akron? What? I'm just kidding. I went to college in Canton. <laughs> Sitting in front of me is my wife, Tangela Lanter. Oh, jeez. I'm her husband. Lanter, Lanter. <laughs> Lanter, Lanter. I call you Lanter. We've got a kid. Her name is McKinley. She's six months old, almost. And uh, if you have found this podcast, uh, you know, I don't know how you found it. Maybe you subscribe. Maybe you don't and you looked up like baby podcast. Or maybe you were looking for something else like a, like a wrestling podcast and this popped up. I Listen, I don't know how you got here, but we're glad you're here. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. We are in back home uh, from a three-week, what is it, three four and a week. half week, four week? Yeah, almost four weeks. Trip. We went we to Ohio. We were two days short of four weeks. Went to Florida. We're back as of like yesterday. And man, it's good to be home. We're in the original Hello Gorgeous Studios, which is our office. And uh, we're ready to do a podcast episode, which we thought we would do. Um episode number 18, and we're just going to do another Q&A. We love doing these Q&As, when sometimes we do them at the end of episodes, and uh, we just haven't done one in a while, so we wanted to get back to you guys, touch base with you, and answer some of your questions that we have received on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Hello Baby Pod on Twitter, and Hello Baby Podcast on Instagram DMs, and um, just answer a few questions. So without further ado, <laughs> should we jump in, baby? Let's do it. Here we go.
Hey, hello, baby listeners. Have you ever tried a kind bar? I have. I know you have, because <laughs> I got them in my cabinet. And I uh-huh. just ate one. Yep. Well, you might have seen them in your local grocery store, your coffee shop, or your gym. They make delicious, healthy snacks using whole ingredients. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, no joke, I have an empty wrapper right, <laughs> right, right in front of me, and I love this thing. This is one of the kind uh, chewy granola bars, mm-hmm. and my flavor, my jam, my my showstopper flavor that I love is peanut butter dark chocolate. That's because that's my favorite combination. I've turned you on to it. I know it, peanut butter chocolate is the best combination in the entire world. It, did you did you buy like where we get this like some kind of a pack or did you no, buy I bought it them at the grocery store? I was looking for a healthier snack option. Yeah, while I was breastfeeding that. Wouldn't be too tempting to you while you were doing keto, but right. it turned out to be pretty tempting to it's you. It's pretty tempting. Well, they are gluten-free. They are healthy. Um, they're they're tasty. Now, on Hello Baby, we actually have a special deal for you guys. You can try 20 kind snacks from seven of their unique product lines with their new snack pack. You can enjoy 50% off and free shipping on your first snack pack when you subscribe to it through Snack Club. Kind's monthly snack subscription service. Go to kindsnacks.com slash baby for more details. A couple of things that I would like to mention that I think are pretty darn cool is, first of all, they're made in the U.S. Not only are they gluten-free, like you said, but they're low sodium, no sugar alcohols, and made without any genetically engineered ingredients, and they're kosher. These are all really great options for a snack that are easy to grab on the go. Yeah. Uh, P.S., Oats and honey with toasted coconut granola clusters. Uh, why have we not had that one in our cabinet? <sighs> Looks like I'm going to be making a grocery store run. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> anyway, visit kindsnacks.com slash baby to learn more and subscribe to the snack pack. That is kindsnacks.com slash B-A-B-Y. Baby. Okay, we're back. In more sense than one. Mm-hmm. We traveled from Ohio. Well, let me actually let me just go back and start. Uh, first of all, wait, isn't it isn't it nice to be back in our studio with our regular microphones and our equipment and stuff? Maybe you don't care, but I do. It excites me. I mean, it's nice to just be home. Period. In our own bed, with our own pillow, There's our own like shower. It. Nothing like it. I mean, like we were living out of a suitcase and we were reusing the same clothes. I mean, washing them, obviously, but like we packed for about a one week stay and we ended up being gone a month. So we bought a lot of stuff on the road. Yeah, that doesn't always tend to fare out well. No, but it wasn't bad. But what I was just saying is no, it wasn't bad. I did. You know, guys, I don't know if you know this about I get excited about techie gear and we're back in our studio where it's more controlled and we've got better microphones and better sound quality. I don't even know if you noticed over the last two episodes the sound quality difference, but this should be a little better. And if it's not, uh, that concerns me. But uh, we're back and, and, and we're good. And um, yeah, so we would, we did this four-week trip. We went to Ohio to visit family, to show off the babe and uh, let everyone see her and meet her. And then from there, we were like, you know what? We need a vacation. We're already on the East Coast. So let's shoot down to one of our favorite spots in the nation, 30A. It's on the panhandle of Florida. And we went over to Watersound Beach and... Uh, if you listened to the last podcast or two, you, you probably, you, you know, but if you haven't, that's where we're coming back from and uh, had a good old time. You know, what's interesting about going on vacation 
because you say it's good to be home and be around all your things and and what's like shower and all that. And while I 100% agree, mm-hmm. what I also find interesting is that every time we go and we rent a house at 30A is we always come back with like little design or um, things that we want to do mm-hmm. to our house. Yeah. It's because it's my dream place to live. The decor down there, the architecture, everything about it is what I want our house to be. And you always get in my way. <laughs> okay. You're like my roadblock. Do you mean real life gets in your way? Do you mean like... You stop me because you're like, I don't want the house to be too coastal. But there is nothing... There's no such thing as too coastal to me because coastal equals comfy and cozy, in my opinion, with like the neutrals. And ugh, I just love it. Well, I mean, first of all, I think that sometimes that... You also need to live in the real world where when we have a bathtub, we don't get to go and spend like a ton of money on a new bathtub just because you don't like the way it's shaped. <sighs> okay, but the to be be fair there, our bathtub shape that in our new house, it's not comfortable. Well, look, I'm not faulting you. What I was actually going to say is, you know, we saw this because you specifically mentioned the shower and it just triggered me. I loved the shower. Yeah, you did. That we had in 38. But that's a quick fix in ours. We just need a new shower head. Is it? Or is it the actual flow of water that comes through the pipe? I think we've got great water pressure, personally. I don't know. This is way, way off subject. Totally off subject. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. But I'm actually totally inspired to get a new shower head. And I went in a new bathtub. And see if we can recreate that shower. It was just so much water. And I know that some of you might think that's wasteful. Um, but right now, I'm pretty sure we've got one of those like low-flow water saving shower heads and it's fine you know it does the job and we've been using it for what a year and a half mm-hmm. i don't know man i think it might be time to just get one that really just drenches you and makes you feel real clean <laughs> anyway you want body sprayers is what you want because we had that in our old house and you you miss those a lot no 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 it wasn't it's not even the body sprayers it's just the mm. it's the it's the amount of the flow of water mm. it is just nice okay well, I need a new bathtub, and that's all there is to that. <laughs> well, we'll look into it, baby. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from that. Before... We're not going to talk about plumbing anymore? No, we're done with plumbing. <laughs> that's a, that's, we'll have a plumbing episode. Uh-huh. Moving on from that, I feel the need to just sort of recap a little before we hop into the Q&As. Yeah. Uh, I feel the need to just recap the last few days because we had a, we put the podcast out last week. It was all about... The hotel stay the week before Mm -hmm. was about the air travel. Well, we experienced some new air travel. Mm, Did we ever? And it was not fantastic. (sighs) Well, I think we need to back it up to like Wednesday when everything started to happen. Well, yeah. McKinley is a little sick right now. Yeah. And I think we're going to end up doing an episode about this because it's kind of an event. (laughs) But it's been a very, it's been a major learning experience for sure. So let's not touch on that too much. Okay. But just, yeah, she started coughing about five or six days ago. Yeah. And we didn't think really much of it. It was just like a little bit, but it wasn't affecting her. It wasn't affecting her mood or anything no. like that. So anyway, okay. So we're in the Destin area of Florida. There's no direct flights back to LA, of course. There's not even great connecting flights. So we fly out of VPS. Let me just start with, I booked this flight. And I knew that all they had left on the flight was the exit rows. Well, I knew that I can't, we can't sit in the exit row. Oh, no, no, here we go. I'm trying to think of even how to say this. Okay. 
I, I put in to try to book first class or any other uh, like extra legroom or, or exit or anything like that, right? I could see that there were first class available on the first leg of the flight. But for whatever reason, it wouldn't let me book it when I was trying to book the two legs together as one flight. Do you know what I'm saying, Angie? Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, like I if, if you go and you, you if you typed in the first leg and only the first leg, let, so our th- it went through Dallas, right? And if I was trying to book destined to Dallas, we could have booked, booked first class. But for whatever weird reason, those seats were not available to me when we had the two leg. So here's what I did. I booked the exit row because that was literally the only economy seats left of the entire plane, knowing that we weren't going to be able, able to sit there because we have an infant in lap. So I called them. I said, I just booked these tickets. I just wanted to, to secure a spot. And she was like, yeah, you can't sit there. And, you know, I said, I know we're willing to pay the upgrade into first class because I know those are going to be much more comfortable. It's our first trip with our baby and blah, blah, blah. And uh, she was like, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, what do you mean? I can't. I see. Well, there's no there's no there's no seats available. I said, I see the seats. They're right there. I can see them. I just can't book them. And then she was like, well, sir, if we're going to do all this, it's going to be like twenty five hundred dollars for a ticket. Like, seriously, it was almost that much. Ridiculous. So I booked a different time. The flight was destined to Dallas, Dallas to LA with a two hour layover in Dallas. Mm-hmm. We thought this would be good. We could get out, stretch our legs, uh, let the baby stretch. And Dallas is like a halfway mark, which is kind of yeah, nice. It's on the way. Right. So we do this main flight, the, the first flight. It's hot as balls in Destin. Uh, we get on this plane. It's an older plane, smaller plane, tons of kids on the plane. <laughs> we get on the plane. It is, I'm not kidding, Angela. How many degrees? At least 90. No, seriously, at least 90 degrees and humid on the plane. You know, when you get on and you're putting your bags up and everyone's like getting really crowded and you're just sitting there at the gate with the air conditioning, not working good on this plane because it's an older plane and they got on and they were like, Nah, yeah, uh, sorry, we just wanted to uh, quickly apologize for the air conditioning. It's uh, an old plane, and the air conditioning is just really just not working. So when we get up in the air, we promise it's going to be much cooler. Okay, well, that's great. But we still have about 25 minutes before we get in the air. We're sweating to death. The baby's hot. We're, I basically strip her down. I'm fanning her. The, the, there's a baby next to us. Mm-hmm. It's one of those three seats, so Angela's in one, I'm in one. Of course, you put me in the middle. That's how we tend to do. Angela's just more comfortable in the middle. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there was a baby next to us, a woman with a baby on her lap next to us. What are the odds? Um, So we're we're fanning these babies. Everyone's fanning themselves. The stewardess comes by and And says- The girl next to me has got a 10-month-old, by the way, so she's just a little bit bigger. Yeah, super sweet woman. Um, the flight attendant comes by and says, you guys can't sit here. And they make a switch with other people because there's not five oxygen masks in one three row seat. There's only four. And so there was obviously one too many, um, people. So we had to switch the people next to us were she made us switch with them, which was a two seat. It was a three and a two seat. They were really mad because they were really mad. It was a, it was a wife and her husband and, uh, and I feel bad for them because they paid for those seats. 
It was yeah. an upgrade. Yeah, true. You know, like she had, I, she had I, a window. I he feel had sorry the, for them. Yeah, she had the window. He had the aisle. And so she got stuck in the middle seat. Yeah, I would. I would be mad too, honestly. But after the flight, the woman next that was originally next to us told us that the the people next to her were being really like mean to her because she was breastfeeding. Yeah, she said that they were they were speaking audibly, like being saying derogatory things about her breastfeeding in public. First of all, what year is this? 2018. We've been breastfeeding since the beginning of time. Like, and for a woman to say that to another woman, is, it just makes me really mad. It's a little crappy. And not to mention, like, with with uh, takeoff and landing, breastfeeding is what, what protects those baby's ears. So, like, there's, there's, I, I don't know. I, I just have a lot of mean th- thoughts in my head about this woman to, to sit there and make another woman feel bad about feeding their child. <sighs> yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, show your role, woman. And the woman who was breastfeeding was in the military we saw too like i don't know she's traveling by herself with a 10 month old trying you know it just i i have all kinds of emotions about that right now <laughs> yeah yeah it was was not was not nice to hear it's just awful so we get to dallas we have an american express card and in dallas and some of the larger cities they've got a lounge it's called like the centurion lounge and if you have this card you can go into that lounge well we found it and we were like what a great option this is going to be awesome free food there's a lounge we can get out of like the crazy hustle and bustle of the like the main terminal and it was great we found a little quiet corner it was really nice got some food and then it- and you forgot to mention that i had already thrown my back out by this point oh right you had. that was the next the the evening before some so at some point between afternoon and evening my back just started hurting me in my mid back and it just got progressively worse and thankfully at the lounge they had a massage like a little spa, so I was able to get a 20-minute massage while we were waiting. How cool was that? That was great. Really nice. That was really great. So you're, yeah, that's right. Your back was already out. It was awful. You've been dealing with headaches. I was having some like stomach issues, like. Well, the, I had stomach stuff all, the, all week. Yeah, just like pain, just pain in your stomach. I don't know what it's from. So Angela had it, and then I guess I caught it or something like the day I, think of. I had some type of stomach thing going on and you got it and what even, i think happened and even yesterday like i was feeling pain in my stomach which yesterday would have been sunday the day after we got yeah. home yeah so um i'm having that stuff angela's having the, the the her stuff we're in this lounge it just time just takes McKinley's on. coughing and sneezing yeah because by this time she's sneezing a lot coughing quite a bit so the flight gets delayed Due to maintenance on the aircraft? Maintenance, yeah. So instead of a two-hour layover, it's now a three-hour layover. Well, then we make our way down after three hours, which that's just starting to get a lot. Now we're creeping into like, okay, we're going to miss McKinley's bedtime. We were trying to schedule it all out when we got back to LA. Okay, we're going to miss it. It's going to be rough, but, you know, we'll figure it out. And we get down to the to the real gate, and then it's delayed like an additional 40 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we get on the plane and it's packed and we're sitting there and we're sitting there and we're sitting there at the gate, but we're just sitting on the plane. And look, thank God, praise Jesus. This is a big plane. <laughs> and we actually had like little TVs in front of us and stuff, which was great. Um, and there was actually air conditioning too. And there was really nice air conditioning. So, But I'm in a middle seat again. True. And I've got a man next to me, which makes it really uncomfortable to breastfeed when I'm sitting next to a strange man. Well, you know what? I, I, I know that you're saying that, but I sort of hate that you're saying that because I just look at myself, for example. If it's 
now or 10 years or 20 years from now and some young woman is is there and she's got a baby like I understand why that's uncomfortable but that makes me feel sad and bad because I've experienced this with you and you know he probably he he might have had a daughter and he couldn't have been nicer all I'm saying is that that makes me feel bad if someone sits next to me and feels like they can't you know take care of their baby because it's uncomfortable for them simply because I'm a man but I get it I here's the thing he couldn't have been nicer and even when you left and she was having a moment he even said to me i think they're changing the pressure in here it's probably hurting her ears like he was so nice yeah it had nothing to do with him it was an issue for me where i feel uncomfortable no of course you know so because it's no matter what nursing cover i have and i i have like actual true nursing covers Mm -hmm. they never really covered great it doesn't seem to it seems like it needs to be wider the one that you have i don't know and she and mckinley likes to flail her little arms and hands she just pulls it (laughs) off of me constantly she rips it off i think she wants you to breastfeed in the nude i think she does so we're sitting there and the pilot comes on he's like um yeah so um it's going to be uh, approximately another 25 to 30 minutes. They are loading food onto the plane. Yep. So that passes by. And then he's back on and he says they got to do, okay, they, they finished cargo door number one, now two. And bad news, there's three cargo doors. So we get on the freaking plane and we sit there on the plane for what seems like an, another hour. It was at least another hour. I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it was like 45 minutes, but anyway, so we finally... Oh, well, I forgot to mention while we're sitting there, McKinley melts down. Mm-hmm. Angela can't comfort her. I can't comfort her. And by the way, my wife is a champ. She's just a champ. I, she was holding her the whole day and trying to calm her. And, you know, I think I held the baby for a total of like 20 minutes, maybe the entire day. Uh, it, she's just a champ. So kudos to you. Mom of the year. Well, she started melting down because it was bedtime. Right. It was bedtime. At the beginning of the flight. Because it was 7.30 LA time at that point, which we were supposed to be in LA at 8.22. So I knew that bedtime was going to hit while we were in the air, but I brought the bottle on board. I was ready to go. I was going to recreate bedtime as closely as I could, play music, whatever. Girlfriend wasn't having it. Like she's so routined, so scheduled that certain things have to happen at certain times. And when that one thing is out of order, she doesn't like, it's meltdown. And so she melted down. So she wouldn't take the bottle. I tried to breastfeed her. It was awful. <laughs> it was just, and then she got so upset that she started to choke. Oh right. And gosh. that's when you flipped out because you can't deal with the choking. I can't. So when she started to choke, we'd been sitting there for, you know, 30 minutes already at this point on the plane. And it, you know, three hours and 30 minutes had gone by. And I went up to the steward. Angela was freaking out. I went up and I said, you got to let us off the plane. Get us off the plane. Like, this is ridiculous. And they were like, are you sure you want to do that? Don't you just want to be home? And I'm like, yeah, I do. But clearly it's not happening with this flight. So they were kind of trying to talk me down in a way. But there was also other people up there going like, I'm going to miss my flight to Sydney, which I realize is also very important. Um, You know, but from my perspective, um, you know, the health of my baby and the sanity of my wife were the most important to me at that time. So I was like, let us off the plane. We're just going to stay in Dallas. We have no bags, but we'll figure it out. Anyway, it wasn't that long after that. uh, And by the way, the steward, they were, they were very nice about it. They were, they were very nice because they both had kids. Yeah. Angela was like, she's going to cry the whole time. I don't want to. And they were like, don't worry about the other people on the flight. They all have babies. We all have babies. You just relax. They could tell that we were flustered first time parents. 
And uh, actually, a few people on the flight came up to us and, and said something of that and were very kind. It felt very supportive. But at the same time, when your baby's melting down and you're on a big flight and everyone's already just pissed, it's it's hard. In the grand scheme of things, there were babies crying pretty much the entire flight because we were it was such a big plane that at sure. any given point, yeah. there was at least one baby crying the entire flight, I felt like. You know, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast or not. I know we've talked about it with our friends, but I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or more mature or, you know, now in the realm of having kids myself or, or having friends that have kids. But it used to be you get on a plane, you hear a crying baby and you roll your eyes, you know, but now I'm just like, I just feel bad for the parent. I, I feel bad for the baby. Yeah. And, you know, I just wish I could like offer support. Well, we saw the one mom who had the little boy and she, I believe she was yeah. traveling by herself and he looked like he was not she was. older than three months. She, they were in the road, like across and one up. And it was a little girl maybe, I don't know, six, seven years old, and then the little boy who was maybe five. Oh, you're talking about them. I'm saying there was a, a woman that had like a three-month-old little boy, and I'm pretty sure she was by herself with her three-month-old. Oh, gotcha. And okay. I heard him cry almost the whole flight. Yeah. And yeah. It, it made me wonder if it was his ears hurting yeah, him. I know. you got Like, so I don't bad. even feel frustration or like eye rolls or anything anymore when I hear kids crying in no. any situation. I just feel sympathy. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Yeah. The perspective has all changed. Yep. All right. But she finally, I got her to go to sleep and then she was an angel. She slept the entire rest of the flight. And then I had, I I picked her up. I walked from the plane to the baggage claim. She never woke up once, slept the entire time. Then we got out to the car. I put her in the car seat. She did wake up in the car seat, but she, and the entire ride home from the airport, which is like an hour, she was an angel. She didn't cry at all. She just laid there and listened to her music with her, with her blanket around her. She likes to put it up on her face when she's in the car and came home. We put her in her PJs, put her in her sleep suit, put her to bed. And she slept until like, what was it? Eight o'clock the next morning. Yeah. She was perfect. Absolutely perfect. But now we have a full on sick baby and we've been dealing with that and we'll talk about it later. But we're like 25 minutes into this podcast already, what it feels like. And we haven't even started talking about the Q&A. Yeah. But we wanted to update you guys on just where we were. And now we're back. So like if you heard our first travel episode and we were like, you heard like the voice of angels singing, like the heavens parted. And we're saying like, travel is so easy. And you're like, (laughs) "Uh, travel is not easy. Well, now... (laughs) Now we've had the great experience and we've had the terrible experience. So yeah, lesson learned. We've we've got it all under our belts now, and we're just a little bit more wise for it, I guess. Um, but I'm ready to do our first question. If you are, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Q and A. Love hearing the feedback from you guys. So our first I say go. Our our favorite place to get questions, guys, is on Instagram DMs. So please DM us with your questions if you'd like to be featured in an upcoming episode because we like to screenshot those and save those. But first up, we have a question from Laura WS713 on Instagram. She says, hi, Angela and Matt. Love listening to your podcast. My daughter and son-in-law will be having their, our first grandchild in November. We're looking forward to becoming grandparents and can't wait to meet our grandbaby. What advice would you give to new grandmoms as to what was most helpful to you during those early days home with your precious baby girl? I want to be there for my daughter, yet not get in the way of my daughter and son-in-law time with their new baby. Thanks for any advice. Wow, that's really a great question. That's a great question. Um, it depends on how much mom and dad are going to be around. Like, does dad have to go right back to work? Because if that's the case, then grandma, I would say, 
dig on in and stay and help your daughter as much as she but needs you. But specifics. Um hmm. Uh, well, laundry. Yeah. I get yeah. And a first and foremost, yes, you're right. I would just say just dig in. Don't ask things that to do because that really just creates more like stress of- like stress of like, okay, what what do I need to tell my mom to do? Then then I gotta tell her how to do it. Yeah. Just just grandma, jump in. Yeah, you said laundry. That's a great thing. And just figure it out. Meals? Yeah, figure it out. Like my Aunt Gina sent us, what was it? Like she sent us like a ton of stuff from Honey Baked Ham from Ohio. Yeah, had it Called the local Honey Baked Ham here. Had it delivered. She sent us a ham, smoked turkey, all kinds of sides, desserts. What a blessing. It was such a blessing because we had all of our family in town. So it was enough food to feed all of our family for several days. And it was was just great that we didn't have to think about that. Then my girlfriend, Julie Solomon, she brought over a pan of lasagna one day. We just had different people do different things food-wise for us. And that was just such a relief to not have to think about what are we going to eat tonight. Yeah. And grandma, you know, you with nowadays, you can, you can even order postmates. Yep. You know, depending on where you're at. Yeah. Depending on where you're at. You know, if you're in a bigger city, yeah, just order postmates. But I would say in a overall sense, just dig in and don't ask what to do or how to do it. Just do, just do something. Um, I would actually also say be cognizant of, giving ma the new mom and dad their time together or their alone time give them a break um, is give what them you mean. A, well well either with the baby or without the baby because like one of the things that i thought was really nice is like the day that we came home from the hospital we had already been there a few days you know of course sleep was not happening a whole lot for us yeah. in the hospital and probably within an hour of when we came home maybe or two hours um our moms and my dad you know kind of said we've got the baby mm-hmm Go take a nap. Mm-hmm. And we did. We, you and I went upstairs and we took a nap and um, yeah. it was really nice. I would say those first two weeks, if you can give mom and dad an hour to two hour to maybe three hour break daily where you say, I've got the baby, go take a shower. I've got the baby, go take a nap, whatever yep. it is, you know, and talk to them in, in advance and say, how much time do you think that you you want? And then schedule that out and give them a break that they can go do their own thing you don't understand how much a shower is appreciated unless you've had a baby. <laughs> and, you know, just adding to it, just kind of stressing the take care of it yourself. Don't give them more decisions to make. You know, when you're a new parent, you're coming home, you're a little flustered. You know, you don't know how to do it. You don't know what's going you on. You have no so. idea what you're doing. You, you're all of a sudden given this tiny human right. that you are completely responsible for. So, and you keep waiting for someone to come get it and take it away. I, you know, <laughs> so I would say instead of, you know, because you said talk about it, about when they want to do a shower well, in advance, in advance. Fine. But I was just going to say, don't sit there and go, what do you want to do? When, when, when do you want to take it? I would say, you know what, as as like the mom patriarch of the family or the matriarch, uh, matriarch or the, the yeah, the grandpa, the patriarch of the family, just say, like, look, go take a shower. And don't say, what do you want to do? When do you want to do it? Just help the new mom and the dad with a little bit of structure. But if you do have a type of person who is a little bit like more. All right. Well, clearly we're arguing here. <laughs> we're I'm not saying, arguing. I just think that I'm saying things and you're going, yeah, but if you, but you don't know the relationship that this particular person has with their daughter and son-in-law, maybe the daughter and son-in-law are very, are very private, you know? Well, all like all we can do is go on from our experience. Yeah. yeah. And all I'm saying is rather than create one more decision to make, it's nice when someone just says, you don't need to make the decision. We've got this. Go take care of yourself. Yeah. 
Okay, next question is from Ray Tay 21 Hey, on a future episode, could you talk about doing modified keto? I've done it before having a baby and loved it, but I haven't tried since nursing. So for those of you wondering what the heck keto is, keto is a diet that Matt and I dabbled in more than dabbled. We did it uh, for, would you say two to three weeks before we left to travel? Uh, At least two weeks for sure. I was on it for four weeks, I think. Were you four weeks? Okay. I did it for, I did hardcore keto with him for four to five days. I lost six pounds on it in that short amount of time, which was the remainder of my baby weight. But what I did notice is that while I was on keto, which keto is low carb, no sugar, I, my breast milk went down to a fifth. So like if I was producing five ounces in a pump session while on keto, I was only getting about one ounce. And Matt just was like, look, this is not important enough of for you to lose the weight for you to be losing the breast milk over. So we chose at that point for me to do a modified version. So what I was doing was in the morning, I would have carbs like usual, you know, oatmeal or whatever. And then lunch and dinner, I would have keto meals with him. Um, And then I would snack on carbs throughout the day. If I noticed that breakfast and the snack, which I would a lot of times have lactation cookies, which my favorite ones are from Munchkin, um, the salted caramel I think it was, um, I can, I'll link them for you guys, um, in the blog post that we do attach to this on my blog, AngelaLanter.com. I'll link the cookies that I love. But if I noticed that I wasn't, uh, my milk supply wasn't as voluminous, I guess, as it normally was. What is this? Victoria's secret? (laughs) Yeah. That's a, that's a L'Oreal mascara. Um, then I would go ahead and have some carbs at lunch, but I did at least one solid keto meal, usually two every day with you. And that's how I modified it for myself. I I did hear from a bunch of women on Instagram that they were able to do keto just fine while breastfeeding. It didn't affect their supply. So more power to you if you can do that. But for me, it just didn't work. So that's that's how we worked it out. Anything you want to add to that? Well, I mean, this is not from a parenting perspective, but it worked for me. I, I dropped, uh, what did I, I don't even know. 11 pounds. 11 pounds in like four weeks or something. So keto does seem to work. It does work. It's a fantastic diet if you're trying to drop some fat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I highly recommend the diet personally for weight loss after baby. I think it's a great, a great option, but just be aware of your breast milk. I mean, if you're not pumping and you're exclusively breastfeeding and you are going to do keto, make sure you pump beforehand so you can see what your, your volume is and then pump while you're on it to make sure it's not affecting it too much because baby obviously has no way to tell you that I'm not getting enough milk other than being fussy. All right. Next question is from Eric's bride 27. And she said, this is more of a praise than anything. And I just wanted to share this with you guys. Cause I thought it was pretty cool. Cause it was about one of our po- past episodes. And I think you're going to like hearing this too, babe. I just want to say how much I love your podcast. My son was born, was almost three and a half years old when my daughter was born. And I felt like I had been out of the newborn baby game for a while. I, you really do forget things as more time goes on. So it's really neat that you will have the podcast to listen back on to remember. Anyway, the podcast has been really helpful for me because my daughter is seven weeks younger than McKinley and it's helped refresh my memory of what's to come. I was very scheduled with my son. We did the book Baby Wise, which is very similar to Moms on Call, but I'd never heard of Cherish the First Six Weeks or Moms on Call. And I've read both after hearing how much the, the books had helped you guys. My son used to sleep like McKinley does. At one point, he was sleeping from 8 p.m. to 10.30 a.m., and he did this at about six months old, starting, um, sorry, I lost my point, six months old, starting around nine months, but 
because of implementing the nighttime routine from Moms on Call and listening to the routine you shared on your sleep training podcast, my daughter, who is 14 weeks, slept 12 hours last night. So thank you. I feel like I'm on this parenting journey alongside you guys. And I love how honest and open you are about the realities of parenting. So thank you for keeping it real. Obviously, it's not a question, but I thought that that was just a really cool. That's great feedback. Feedback. Yeah, that it's, you know, that they were able to take something from our experience. I love that. Wow. Um, so next question is from Jess K Baker 15. She says, hi, Angela and Matt. I'm curious about your nursing, pumping, feeding routine with McKinley. Are you going to do an episode on those topics? We are going to do a breastfeeding episode mm-hmm. very soon here. So stay tuned for that. Um, I don't really want to get into all of that right now because we're going to do a whole episode on that. Yep. Probably I'd say within the next month, wouldn't you? I think so. Okay. Next question is from one chef mommy. Thank you for saying the name of the white noise machine. There are multiple Conair ones, but I was able to find the one you referenced because you stated that it was recommended by Moms on Call. I looked up their website and had a direct link. My daughter is still struggling with sleep regression. I miss our 12-hour nights. I feel like I've tried everything to get her back on track, but a sound but a sound machine. So fingers crossed that this helps. Thanks again. So I wanted to read this to you guys because I wanted to let you know, and I said it just a few minutes ago, but every podcast episode that goes up on Mondays, I also put a blog post up on my blog that links every item that we talk about so that you guys can reference every single thing in one place. And it just makes it easier for you guys knowing that, you know, if I talk about a sound machine, it's there. If I talk about the sleep suit, it's there, everything. So it's just a way for us to keep things easier for you guys. Yeah. The next question is from Odds Dickinson. Hi, Angela and Matt. Can you guys do a traveling with a baby podcast episode? Some example topics could be how did you manage the flight? How did she sleep in a new place? Did you run a creme? What essentials did you bring? So just a heads up, if you guys are tuning in and you missed last week's episode, it was all about the hotel stay. Yeah, or the week before, which is all and about then, the airplane travel. Exactly. So, so it would be episodes 16 and 17. Yes. That was airplane and then hotel type yeah. stay. So just a heads up, we have covered those topics in great detail. And they're on my blog too with every item linked for that. And my blog is AngelaLanter.com by guys. I'll yeah. jump in with a question Okay. that we got on Twitter at HelloBabyPod. This is from Vivian Stremecki. Um, Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Hello, gorgeous and timeless. Thanks. Matt, I just saw your Father's Day Instagram post and now wondering if McKinley looks like the baby in your dream. You know, the (laughs) one in jelly beans in the back of the car with big blue eyes and black spiky hair. (laughs) Um. I think, I think God was giving you a little bit of a peek. I mean, a little bit. I kind of do. But you, you woke up and said she was the most beautiful baby you'd ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think my kid is the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. So she is though. I don't, do you remember what episode that was? I don't, but it was, it was right before we had her. Was that Hello Baby or Hello Bump? That was Hello Bump. Okay. So that was a Hello Bump podcast. For those of you who don't, who don't know, you know, of course we had our Hello Bump podcast, which was all about pregnancy. Uh, And I had said that I had a dream about our baby and 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 this is obviously before we had her and uh in the dream she was sitting in a big bowl of jelly beans (laughs) like like the big like the big uh party jelly beans not like jelly bellies but like the larger ones Mm -hmm. big bowl and she had black spiky hair in the back of the car and she was sitting in the back of like an suv like with the hatch open and um and she had huge blue eyes like almost anime style, big blue eyes. Anyway, I woke up feeling like, oh my gosh, like that's just the most, she was the cutest thing I had ever seen. I just know that feeling. 
So that's what um, uh, that's what is a, was a Vivian or Vicky? Did I say Vivian? That's what she's referring to. Yeah, Vivian. That's what she's referring to. I so I do sort of think that McKinley. She's got these big blue eyes. Everybody comments on how big and blue and amazing her eyes are, um, which is kind of awesome. I mean, one of my favorite things is going in in the morning and getting her out of her crib mm. because she she looks up. She like tilts her head up and she mm-hmm. looks up at you with these huge blue eyes and mm-hmm. she's the cutest thing in the world. And she did have black spiky hair when she was born. Not anymore. It's growing into more of like a brown. She's, of course, it's getting it's longer. It's darker than I thought that it was going to be since she shed all of that newbie really? hair, that freshy hair. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody's like, oh, she's going to lose all her hair. It's going to come in blonde. It definitely did not. It's still dark brown. It's like a medium brown. Yeah, I would say medium brown. But she's still got the big blue eyes. And, yeah. And I, I would love it someday to put her in a big bowl of jelly beans. Take a, <laughs> take a picture. You need yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, next question is from 23Kate73. Hey, can you guys let us know what your first experiences have been with introducing solids? When did you start and how's it going? Thanks. This is a this is a good question. We haven't talked about solids, have we? No, I don't think so. So we have we have a little bit of a chubster on our hands. Baby girl gets eight ounces at bedtime, and it's been that way since about two and a half months. Of milk. Of, of breast milk, pumped breast milk, yes. Um, right before she was four months old, so she was about three months and three weeks, eight ounces wasn't quite satisfying her at bedtime. She would finish that whole bottle and still cry for more, so then I would have to nurse her. And my mom was just like, that baby is hungry. You need to give her some cereal. So we talked to the doctor and the doctor said, okay, start her on oatmeal. She said, I don't want her on rice. I only want her on oatmeal. So we did. And um, we started her on, was it, it's beach, not beach, uh, what's it, the box, natural. Living well, living best. Natural something. We get it at, I'll I'll link it on the blog. We get it at Whole Foods. So we um, gave her the, the oatmeal and mixed it with some breast milk and was just started it at once a day. The first several days of giving her oatmeal, I don't know that she really got much of it. I mean, her poop changed, so obviously she was getting some, but she was really spitting it out. And and you were really frustrated at first because you were just like, what is the point of giving her this? She's just spitting it out. It just goes, well, because I mean, they they have no, they don't know how to swallow. They don't know what swallowing is. No, it's all about learning how to swallow. I think, I feel like it took a few weeks to really get her to understand how to swallow. I, I think within the first week, she, she got the hang of it, but it was still a struggle. Well, then after the first week, I feel like she started to understand how to swallow the food, but then she got into this thing where she'd put her chin down. She'd and cover her neck. She would like cover her neck and put her chin down when she was sitting in like a little baby chair, which obviously made it hard to get the food in there and, you know, but uh, she's not doing that now. She's really learned now. I mean, now she opens her mouth real wide and everything. It's that started super... in Ohio, actually, opening yeah. the mouth. Yeah. So that's like she sees at... the spoon and she opens her mouth. That started at uh, what is it about five and a half months? Yeah. She about really five started and a half to open months. her mouth up. Yeah. And she knows that there's food. And she definitely, I mean, now at almost six months, she definitely opens her mouth up wide. She knows how to swallow. Yeah. And in fact, she'll she'll get angry at us if we're not fast enough with that food. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So the, so actually mom's on call has a calendar or a schedule that you can Google and it's a baby food calendar schedule and it'll show you exactly, you know, what foods to give in what order. 
Um, we did not follow that because what we did was we followed what our pediatrician said. And she said, first, give her avocado. Just open an avocado, smash it, give it to her. That didn't go over real well. She just, she's not a fan of avocado, which I'm not either when it's just plain avocado. Neither are you, right? You don't, you don't like it unless it's got something in it. It doesn't have a good taste. It's just, it's not much of a taste of anything. So she's not an avocado fan. fan. And then she said, then um, start the orange vegetables. So next we started sweet potatoes. She, like, honestly, her first time eating sweet potatoes, you would have thought we were giving her lemons. <laughs> she made a face. She does still to this day. So then next we um, introduced pears. We deviated from the pediatrician's suggestion. And I did at that point go to the mom's on call schedule and see what they suggested. It was pears. And even still with pears, which really kind of tastes like applesauce, according to you, because you tasted it and so did my mom. Um, they... She still gets that sour face sometimes, but she's, yeah. she loves them. Yeah. So the rule of thumb that we follow is we introduce a new food and we wait three days before introducing another new food. But those are what we've given her so far. I do have, um, next up we have, uh, bananas. We have, oh, we gave her carrots too, since in Ohio she had carrots and she likes carrots. Yeah, she does carrots, actually. Carrots go really well for her. Yep. Um, we haven't started making our new baby, our own baby food yet because we were traveling and that's just not possible. Um, we didn't have anything with us to do, but we do have the machine and I do want to start making our own. But we um, follow this website that I found that tells you it rates baby food according to like being tested about what's healthy in it and like if there's any bad chemicals or anything like that. I can also link that for you guys on the blog. It's just really nice because I was giving her a oatmeal that I looked up on there and it was actually really scary it was rated horribly yeah it had like arsenic they had in it or they something. found traces like, of arsenic and baby like what the oatmeal. i was like freaking out like that is not okay so it made me look closer at what we were feeding her um baby food wise we tend to we tend to gravitate towards beech nut or plum organics right now um so but i'm gonna start making my own whenever whenever i can but some things are just going to be too hard. And there's just times where we are going to have to buy. So I'll, I'll link this website for you guys about the baby foods, because I think that that it was just really helpful to us. Um, do you have another question for me? Yeah. Let me get into my big bag of questions. I have a couple more too. All right. This one's from Jim Corbett on Twitter. He said, we were listening to an episode and you mentioned bedtime playlist. Has that by chance been shared on Spotify? That's so funny because I have a question. My very next one was from Tyler Antrican and he said, hello there. My partner and I have started listening to your podcast as we are preparing for a baby. If you've already covered this, sorry, but would you guys be willing to share what all is on your lullaby playlist? So that's funny. We both have the same question. So it's not, I think you can actually share, like make public your Spotify playlist, right? I'm but, pretty sure but, that my Spotify playlist is public, but why don't really? I just put it on my blog? Well, put it on your blog. I mean, name name a few of the songs right now, because there's like what there's like 15 to 20. Don't go through them all, but just no. name a couple. Well, first one, name the first five. Okay, I can already tell you what that first one is. You can tell me what the first five are. I guarantee Probably. you. Probably it's okay. First up is it's Bing Crosby, mm -hmm. and it's um from the the movie White Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's Count Your Blessings instead of sheep. instead of sheep. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a really like you know. You know, you can't go wrong with Bing. What's crazy about the lullaby, the playlist, is that she is so, what's the word that I'm looking for? Trained mm -hmm. with it that when it comes to be nap time, if we're traveling and she's getting fussy and like nothing calms her and she's in her car seat, if I turn on Bing Crosby, count your blessings instead of sheep, and I put my phone in the um, 
She'll stop Car seat, crying. She stops crying. She closes her eyes and she goes to sleep. because She knows that that means it's nap time. It's pretty wild. I will say. I mean, look, not every single time, but sometimes if she's Most just times. like, if she's mildly fussy, uh, it's like, it's weird. Like you put it in there and it starts, it, the song starts with this like little whistle, like actually go ahead. Yeah. It's just it's just calming. And so it is calming. When she hears that, she will stop fussing. And she'll either A, she's immediately calmed by the song, or B, she's just wanting to listen. And so she stops fussing. Whatever it is, it does put her, it does calm her down. It calms her. After that, number two, I think, is um Good night, sweetheart. What movie is that from? Three Men and a Baby. Why is that on the list? Do you remember? Uh, because your grandpa played that for you or something? No, because I used to make Three Men and a Baby was like one of my favorite movies as a little girl. And I mm. made my mom and mama sing me Goodnight, Sweetheart every night before bed. Mm. That was like my song. Okay. What's after that? Uh, after that is Elvis. What song? Uh, Pocket Full of Rainbows. What movie is that from? It's from G.I. Blues. Gosh, you're good, babe. Boom, boom. Fire away. I'm like the biggest Elvis fan ever for any of you listening that didn't know that. So I'm slowly working on that to pull him to that side of the Elvis and then, fanship and that is one song of his that you do love yeah I like and it. but then i, like I showed it. you the scene from the movie and you didn't it like it as it, much it ruined it i love that scene of the movie it ruined it it's just so magical number four on the playlist ah this is where it gets sticky because usually after about three songs on a typical night she's already out and we don't have to worry about it but i'm gonna say you know this i'm one. gonna say bet midler dumbo no. what i love you lord oh i love you lord really pretty song it's also just very calming. Yeah. It's a worship song. But it's so calming and peaceful. It's very peaceful, yeah. I love that. Who sings that? United. Uh, it's Hillsong Young and Free. Hillsong Young and Free. Mm-hmm. But I like you you said Lord. that even at Timeless, when you would mm-hmm. go back to your trailer at yep. lunch, you'd play it because it is, yep. there's just such a calming feeling about it. Like Absolutely. If I was to, I'm not a meditating person, but if I was, that's a song that I would feel like I could play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Next what? is Baby Mine, though. Okay, Midler Baby from Mine, Dumbo. But, yeah. So those are the top five. Yeah. Uh, and then can songs. I say number six because it's our friend? Yeah. Sinking Deep. Love that song. It's uh, Hillsong Young and Free. Our friend Aiden wrote that song and sings it, and it's just beautiful. He's got an amazing voice. Oh, my uh, gosh. He's like an angel. We actually went to 30A last summer on vacation, and he, he was in our friend group that went, and we sat on the beach at a bonfire, and he sang that song, and it was like... Yeah, it was magical. It was. It really was. So anyway, well, yeah, she'll put that. Uh, she'll put the whole list, I guess, on the blog or something. But yeah, uh, I can. I can list everything out. I'll try to put it in like an actual image so you guys can take it and save it. Yeah. Because that makes it easier for everybody if they can just save the photo. I think. Yeah. Um, I have another question. Okay, go for it. Okay, next question is from Jenna Ray underscore zero four. Hey, I have a question. Was that our dog growling just <laughs> yeah. then? I think she's growling. Yeah, I think she's growling. Is she grunting in her sleep? Or dreaming or something. She's she's napping right here. <laughs> okay, let's try that again. Hey, I have a question. I'm a new mother and I have heard many things about dippers. What dippers do you use? I love you guys. Thank you. She's got to mean diapers, right? Unless there's some kind of a baby tool named named dipper. Unless it was a, a type a typo and it was binkies. I don't know. That's weird. I wonder, wonder what country she's from. I don't know, but her English is perfect except for that word. So it's either, I think but it's she either. she said it twice. But if it's autocorrecting, oh, okay. because I notice that when I type binkies, it, it autocorrects to something funky too. So I feel like binkies might be actually. 
It's either binkies or diapers. Let's just answer both. <laughs> okay. Uh, diapers, we've kind of used a lot of different diapers in mm-hmm. different situations. Um, we love Pampers a lot. Mm-hmm. So currently we're using Pampers. Mm-hmm. Um, binkies. For binkies, the Wubbinubs. She loves the Wubbinubs. And then there is a particular binky that we that she loves from Gerber. And I actually read about it from Moms on Call. I'm going to link them on my blog for you guys. I don't know why, but the nipple is shaped different than any other binky. It's got like a like a like bulb a on the end. Yeah. But you know what? That is actually the more traditional shape of a binky. If you like... The if, actual nipple? Yeah. Really? If, yes. If you go back and you look at like a traditional pink binky, that's what it looks like. A very traditional pink binky with a yellow nipple. You guys know what I'm talking about. That's what it's going to look like. It, it does have the round, like, bulbous end to the oh, nipple. Yes. <laughs> so, That's a weird word. Yeah. What okay. do you have? Do you have any more? Yep. Okay. This question is from Courtney C. Munson. And it says, I cut off the beginning of it, but it says, Angela, on the happy hour with Jamie Ivey, if my timing's right, that's right around the time y'all found out you were pregnant. And I've loved following you on all socials and the Hello Gorgeous blog. In March, I found out that both of my older brothers and their wives are expecting their first kiddos. They're due two weeks and two days apart. I can't even tell you how excited I am to be an aunt times two. With that very long intro, my question is about boundaries. I'm sure it's a person by person preference, but in general, do y'all have any tips on what, what a good rule of thumb is for how to love my family well without being intrusive on their own little families? I love your thoughts. Thanks for your vulnerability and openness through pregnancy and raising your sweet baby girl. Blessing on the lanterns. I, I love that people are so aware. Well, they're very thoughtful questions. They're not like... But they're aware. They, they, yeah. They're so excited to have these new additions to their family, and they want to love them, but they don't want to intrude. And boundaries are so important when it comes to relationships. You know, having, first of all, I think you're on the right track. Just having that awareness, you're already going to be fine. I would say, actually share that. Share that awareness and share yeah. the excitement and say... I'm listen. I'm so excited to to have my niece or my nephew. I can't wait. Um, that being said, please tell me, you know, if I'm too much or you want me around more or less because I just want to make support you guys and support this baby. But know that I want to be there and I want to babysit and blah blah blah. But um, at the same time, you know, I'm totally aware of that. You need your space, and I think that right there, that's going to set the whole thing off in a great step. I agree with that. I do think that you need to come from a place of help helping versus doting. And what I mean by that is don't come over with the intention of I'm just going to hold the baby and love on the baby. Like come over with the intention of I'm going to hold the baby and love the baby, but I also want to help the parents. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, I mean, going back to the, one of the first questions, come over with the intention of I want to help this family. Yes. Let's help. I don't, I don't want to like create another you know, distraction or, or like put time in your schedule that you have to build me in because I'm, I'm going to go, you know, w- w- you know, like we were talking about, come over, watch the baby and say, Hey brother, go take a shower or, you know, sister-in-law, go, go take a shower, go, go yeah. out and get your nails done. Have some you time. Like, yeah. can I, I'll watch the baby. I would love to watch the baby because I yeah. want to for myself, but at the same time, how can it help you too? So, yeah, honestly, if you're in a position to financially blessed a new parent getting a new mom a gift certificate to go get a pedicure while you keep the baby oh my gosh that would be magic wouldn't it well because it's like it's just a it's like a three you know different types of gifts yeah it's a pedicure it's a break 
And, and, you know, hey, if you want to watch the baby, then you get a little something out of it yeah. too. But so. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it coming from a place of helpfulness because I have a girlfriend who was, was venting to me a little bit and that she had a new baby and she's like, every, all my family wants to come over, but all they want to do is come over, sit there and hold the baby. She's like, can you throw in a load of laundry for me? Can you bring a meal? Can you do something to help a new mom out? Because I am exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. And you want to come over and get all the good, the good parts, but you don't want to help me. And that's what I need. I just desperately need a little bit of help. Mm -hmm. So that's, that is just like, there's no way to be a better sister or sister-in-law than to just dig in and just help. Yep. So, okay. Next question is from Cecile Madsen. Hello, Matt and Angela. I love, love, love listening to Hello Baby. I've been listening since the beginning of Hello Bump. I don't have any kids yet, but listening to your podcast makes me so excited to start to one day start that chapter with the love of my life. My question for you is how old does McKinley have to be before she's allowed to start wearing makeup? The best hugs from Cecile from Denmark. <laughs> P.S. Your family is amazing and beautiful. <laughs> oh man. We're in a unique position here in the Lanter house because- that's what wifey does. And there's on no the blog. end to the makeup supply. No, you should see. I mean, well, you can you do on you, my Insta stories. On her Insta stories, on her blog, you can see Angela's makeup room. It's yeah. like a full makeup studio. Yeah. That's going to be hard to keep her out of there and explain why she can't wear that stuff and can't do what mom's doing. Well, I'm definitely going to let her play with makeup from a very young age. I was allowed to, which is where my, my love for beauty comes from. I remember being four years old sitting at my Aunt Gina's vanity putting on her makeup you know like actually were you there this last time in ohio when she said that she is to be credited with all things hello gorgeous because that's where my love for makeup came from no i i remember to this day going to her house and she had in the 80s do you remember those mirrors that would like bifold open mm-hmm. i'd sit there and i'd open her drawer and i put her powder on i put her lipstick on and she'd sit down and she'd let me do her hair and that's where my love of beauty, hair, makeup, everything came from is from four years old doing that. Well, so I'm going to let her play, but she doesn't get to do that and take it out of the house Okay, as an in-home thing. That's great. That's what I was just about to say. If she wants to play, you know, dress up and she wants to play princess and put on lipstick and whatever, like mommy, I'm okay with that. But she's not going to be wearing makeup to go out. No, 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 Uh, no. And And she'll have special things to wear out like her, her, fruity scented lip gloss or, or lip smackers and stuff, you know, like yeah. stuff that's not anything enhancing. It's just makes her yeah. feel like it is. So at what point do we let her actually wear makeup, makeup like out middle school? Probably. Really? I think that's when I started with what? Full very, face? No, 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 no. It was very, my mom let me start very simple, like a little bit of blush, a little bit of lip gloss. You know, she let me put on maybe a tiny bit of mascara like it, it was a slow progression about what I was allowed to do. I mean, your skin's perfect. You don't need anything on your skin when you're that young, you know, unless you, unless you're having some skin issues, then that's a different situation. And we'll talk well, about yeah, that. A... But like, it's just the little things that you get to start with. Yeah. So, and honestly, I mean, things change and I feel like kids nowadays just grow up way too fast. Mm-hmm. So I really like to hold that off as much as possible. Yep. I well, have one last one question more? and that's it. All right, one How about last. you? Do you have any? 
No, I say you fire this last one off and then we let everyone go. This one's geared at you. Are you ready for this? Oh boy, here we go. This is from Wayway514. Hey, Matt and Angela, I love your podcast. I don't have any children of my own, not even married or dating, LOL, but I find it very educational, so thank you. (laughs) My question is, how do you think Matt's being an actor is going to play into raising McKinley? And how do you think she is going to feel about him being an actor as she grows up? That's a great question. We've never been asked that. Mm -mm, That is a good question. Um... I don't know. It's not something that we've thought about more than, well, I I can say that I've always tried to take projects that are things that, you know, I could be proud of, my mom could be proud of, my family, my grandma, obviously now that includes my kid. Um, you know, I think there's, there's going to be times, there's going to be characters and projects that probably family and, and people like that don't agree with and don't think that's good for me to do right um but you obviously can't please everybody you can't please everyone and and different times call for different things and uh you know not to get like too actory but sometimes a, a character's story needs to be told because you never know maybe that story could help someone else who's struggling or, or whatever mm-hmm. um as far as like how that i don't know what she's gonna think i mean probably she'll just think they're like oh that's what daddy does it's probably not going to be any big deal to her uh, because she's going to grow up seeing it and she's probably going to grow up being on a set. It's probably not going to be that big a deal to her. Um, Do you think that's going to affect movie magic for her? It might. As a young, like being, a, especially your voiceover stuff. It might. It might. Yeah. That's sad because that's was such a big part of our childhood is the movie magic. You know? Well, when she's young, young, I don't think it's going to affect her. I mean, when she gets to be like older elementary school and, and middle school, I mean, maybe. Maybe it would affect it. But look, I mean, I, I, I do it. And, and I can't say I'm not affected by it, but like, I still get excited about a new Star Wars movie. I, I'm still excited to go see Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely excited mm-hmm. to like go watch a new Jurassic Park movie. I get lost in it. And so yes and no, you know? Yeah. So... I don't know. We'll see. So you just have no idea what she's going to think, huh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting because at some point, I'm sure she's going to watch all of dad's stuff. Are you going to let her be an actress? I don't really want her to be an on-camera actress. But that means she can be voiceover. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want her to, to go down the deep, dark hole of Hollywood? Mm-mm, not really. It's a, it's a hard town. It's a dark, evil, hard <laughs> It's a very town. hard town. It's a very mean town town like anything that you think about yourself your your expectations realities whatever they're all crushed the second you go in for an audition (laughs) all right well let's not get too down about the horrors of hollywood but uh anyway well hey thanks for tuning in and uh hey you know we got these questions because we had some feedback so if you guys have feedback for us She's staring at the monitor right now. We need to go get she her up. She just flipped over there because she wanted to look and tell us it's time to get her up. Yep. So we'll go get her up. That was a good nap. Yeah. She took an was. hour and a half nap. Yeah. So if you got feedback for us, cues, and and you want some A's, then go and uh, tweet us at Hello Baby Pod or uh, leave us some DMs on Instagram at Hello Baby Podcast. Yep. And uh, in the next Q&A show that we do, or sometimes at the end of the episode, you might uh, hear your name called and get your question answered and we really appreciate you guys and we love you guys and thank you for listening and if you want we would love it if you guys could go over to itunes 
rate us and review us helps us out and uh follow angela at angela lanter um on instagram and on twitter and then me as well on uh, at matt lanter it's instagram and twitter and um that's about all yep and everything will be up on the blog angela lanter angela lanter.com can't even say my own name so sayonara i'm off to go to the chiropractor to get my back fixed adios bye guys goodbye